One of the most important things you can do on this earth is to let people know they are not alone. Shannon L. Alder. Bending Not Breaking, Season 3, Episode 7, The Runaway. Welcome back to another episode. Another episode. Oh, number seven, The Runaway. We've I had... really hate that I just joined in on that. Like, I don't Join lo- on I, in. Why do I, why do I do Be a part of the hijinks. I Be just... a part of the, the scheme. It... What? Be a part of the plan. Have some fun, What Katara. are you doing? Whoa! Line drawn! Have some fun. Connection made. Yeah. See, it, that's that refers to a part that happens in this episode, so like... I was being what one might say as like you're calling me a fun killer, a witty. It was not so much. It was really more for the bit. I think you're not a fun killer, but it played well when you were like, I don't want to be a part of this hijinks, and I hate that I joined you. What is that and, word, hijinks? I've never hijinks. heard that. It's like a scheme. Max, I'm Sunshine Mayfield. This is Ben, and then now here, now we got Max because we're the Max. What's a we hijinks? Just, we I just that was a quick introduction. What's a hijinks, Max? So <clears throat> it's like when two people say the same thing at the exact same time and then want to greet it they're like oh hi jinx you owe me a coke is that really what it is no it's like a scheme or a plan or a plot something, but his makes more sense something it's like i thought foil. that was just like a so jinx you owe me a soda so it's like the um, you know, like that's a hijinks what's the etymology of that word jinx yeah I, max yeah of course Go- google uh, that I, later it is a it's a pokemon <laughs> Um, so I believe it started there, uh, for the first time ever. Yeah. yeah. That's where, that's where the word came from. All right. Uh, we are, we've had quite a season with some, we've had four guests. Great guests. Yeah. Some really great guests. Um, so we're excited about that and we're going to have some more hopefully later this season. That's the goal. We'll let y'all know. But you should also send in voicemails to things Yo, like, we're starting to get voicemails again. at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, bnb underscore pod, and, and you can Facebook. Find us on Facebook now. We have a Facebook group for our Patreon members. And remember, if you cannot contribute financially, yeah, please email us. We want to make sure that there aren't any financial barriers yeah. to you being able to participate. And that being said, we want to at least start there so that we can at least garner some support, which is why we're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. But there's also. Our Facebook page, which has started to like really just get some uh, traction, it's hit the ground running, if you will. And there's just a lot of traction. There's a lot of interactions, and so you can join us she on hit Facebook. The ground running. Never heard at that song. At the speed of light. Point. I don't get it. It's Green Day. Um, and you said words, and then I sang off of those words. It's a great so game to play I with your friends, y'all. Anytime somebody says the lyric to a song, if somebody joins back in by singing said song, you gain a point. It's like a, you know, it's like whose line is anyway. The points don't matter, but there's a lot of pride in winning. I love winning. Me right. too. New Helps loves winning. Toph in this episode. That's so true. Yes, but yes. let's let's recap this episode. Honestly, I think it's my turn to do a recap. Well, I don't. Let's be. I don't know. Let's let it be your turn. These are the things you would think I would take notes about, like, odd episodes, I do the recap, but I didn't. All Actually, right. that's not true. I'm supposed to do the even numbers. I 
on the recaps. You're, I remember I that you're, specifically. You're just saying that. 30 seconds to bend to you're, recap this you episode. You, and away you, we you, go. This is re- blasphemy. Okay, so... Uh, 25 seconds. Oh my goodness. Okay, so like, here's what happens. There's what happens. There's I don't even remember what happens. Oh my god, this you you did you. This 20 isn't seconds. Fair. Okay, so Aang and the gang, they're you know, uh, lots of lots of swindling for money because Toph can earthbend and cheat people, but he's she's only cheating cheaters. And Ten then Katar gets mad at them for cheating cheaters, and then they all fight. They make up, and then Katar's like, let's do a scam together. Five, and then Combustion Man like four, locks them up, tricks Aang, three, and then they all sneak away two, and get lucky away. One. Yeah, you did well. Well done. I wasted like 15 seconds. You did. You were, you, it's like you didn't even watch the episode to start with. I forgot about, like, I literally just watched this episode. What's our lens today? Transparency. What does that mean? <laughs> what well, does that mean? We should, we should make that a little bit more transparent, I guess. Oh, Max, what, you're supposed to do like a bumper or sound effect or something, right, on the board? Yeah, I'll do a little bit of in post. All right, great. Will you really? No. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> Max doesn't do post. <laughs> I do. Where do you think the intro music comes from? Sorry, right. that's that's right. Anyway, Max transparency. Yeah. So I mean, literally, How transparency is hold on, like. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna sing my praises most episodes and say, "Oh, we appreciate Max. Thank you so much," and then not appreciate the actual things I do, it doesn't make you very credible, Sunshine. We need to do one through a lens of credibility. We may have already done it. I'm not usually listening to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. We'll, we'll be more transparent about our appreciation for you in the future. That's not what I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah, you didn't listen to him. Good gracious. Uh, he I, was pretty clear. It's targeting you, not me. Yeah, but then you made the ad on point. Max, you're I don't want you're you correct. to give I me will lip be... service of appreciation if you don't even know what you're appreciating. I'm appreciating the work that you do on the dials live. There's very <laughs> little that I do on the dials live. I no. appreciate what you do in post, Max. That's why we balance out. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> so, transparency is the condition of being transparent, which is, is such, <laughs> I like, love love when people <laughs> use the word we're talking about while in the definition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it. It's the condition <laughs> when of being you're transparent. Tra- yeah, when you're being transparent, that's transparency. Yeah, I mean, ultimately To like, be fair, that's how I think most organizations who say they're transparent actually look at it. Yeah, so we're fair. <laughs> we're being transparent because we're we're filled with transparency. Our windows are clear. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but that's like that's what it is. Like having the property of literally it's like being able to translate transmit light without scattering. So you can see through something. Like it be, it is clear. And so, therefore, you can see through it. So, really, what we're talking about, when and, and I think what you're hearing when people say, I want to be transparent, it's I want to be clear. I want to well, make so, sure that I'm being not muddled, that my message yeah, is being clear. Yeah. Um, the, how people the do second, that is very different. The second definition is a little bit probably more connotative for our conversation. So, it's, it's free from pretense or deceit. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, easily detected or seen through. It's readily understood. It's characterized by a visibly or accessibility uh, of information, especially concerning like business practices. It's often talked about in businesses, like you mentioned. Right. So that's Merriam-Webster for you. Uh, so yeah, that kind of brings us to the episode, right? The episode, the Runaway. That's right. Which where does seven. this where does this fall for you in season three? Where does this fall for you in the show as a whole? Are you talking about like ranking it? Yeah, just 
Max, how do you feel about ranks? I, I'm, I don't usually love ranking things. So here, cause here's what I'll say. This is not the episode I don't like. We're still waiting for that. It's not, it hasn't happened yet. It, we will get there because it happens in this series. But people don't like the Great Divide. We've talked about that. Yeah, we have. People don't like, what's the other big one? Uh, I want to say it's from season two. A lot the of people, swamp? A lot people of, don't like the swamp. That's true. A lot Which, of people like, don't like the beach. I love the swamp. Well, yeah, and we, we, uh, we, talked about we that. talked about that as well. But this is an episode where I, it, does it play a part in the major arc of the series? I think like, that what yes, we're seeing like it gives here, us character development. There's character development. That's exactly what It's a little it bit is. of exposition, but it doesn't necessarily move the plot forward. So you're saying this is a filler episode? No, I don't think that those exist. So what's I'm the point? just saying that it's <laughs> it's not my favorite episode because it's not driving the the main narrative forward. I don't I don't know. Let's let's I'll rumble with it as we talk more about it. Yeah, you're not being very transparent. Correct, cuz the reality is it's tough to be transparent when you really don't know what you want to say. I think that's important. I Yes. I think that comes up in this episode yes. a lot, right? Yes. So Tell me, tell me about a time when you saw transparency or a lack thereof. I'm interested in, in your thoughts. In this episode? Yes. Oh, it is purposefully muddled every time they go on a hijinks. Every time that they pull a scheme. Every time that Aang, Toph, and Sokka go out to do something, it's to pull the wool over the eyes of the people that are watching, the audience, the people who are playing these games. And the reality is we know that the first person was cheating. We don't necessarily know that the others the were. The others were. Yeah. Um... So they're just running these carnival games. and So if they're carnival games, which most are set up for you to lose, that's how they make money. Yep. But you sign up to play them understanding that, like, you're probably going to lose because that's kind of the purpose and how they make money. Yeah, it's kind of like the lottery. The first person, correct. The first person was clearly cheating people, throwing down coins to be a hustler or beans or whatever, little pebbles. It was earth of earth. some sort. It had to be earth, right? Another question that I'll have later this episode. Earth of some sort. Clearly cheating. Hustles them. Oh, you won. Play again for all of this extra stuff. Tries to take away all of the beans. Yeah, hustling. Earth. And gets cheated. Or, I mean, yeah, gets cheated. But, yeah. like, we as the audience are kind of like, yeah, we're fine with that. Are you we? Try, you tried to cheat them. We're going to let We're gonna let them cheat you back. I think we're supposed to be. I think I don't know if we are. I think or it raises if you should be, but well, I think it you're supposed to be. I think it raises an interesting question for for people, and I think oftentimes uh, people who haven't grappled with this before gut reaction is to like, well, yeah, cheat the cheater, like deserve it. They were trying to take your money, exactly. So you right? took theirs. Well, and and I think that just raises a, a probably a higher level moral question of is that acceptable? Is that okay? Which is interesting because Katara goes straight to this no that's this is wrong. not okay and she's not happy with i that. think to speak on what you were talking about earlier is that she's not really able to articulate why she herself doesn't have a clear picture of like why this is bad and so she just says it's wrong and you shouldn't do it right so like this is it's not okay you need to stop this but there wasn't any articulation about like, do you see why, why this is bad and, this... and getting them to that point? And so there's no transparency there. Because you can't be transparent if you don't know what you're talking about. Exa yes, exactly. So ignorance 
is a form of cloudiness because it does not make anything transparent. It's like the person who tries to go up and give a book report on a book they didn't read. And so they just like stumble and they're like, this book has pages. Yeah. This chapter started this way. It's called this. The author was this person. Yeah. Terrible book reports. Yeah. Fake news. Anyways. So yeah, you can't be you can't be clear if you don't know what you're talking about. So it's responsible it's the responsibility of Katara to navigate that to put it into words. So can I like can we break this down a little bit? Why I would love to. What makes it wrong to cheat the cheater? Like or right. What like what is what is the moral question there? I think for me it's is it outside of your value system? And if if cheating is outside of your value system, then you shouldn't cheat. You can't control someone else's actions, but you can control yours. Which I think we've talked about that before, right? Using dehumanizing language, not in my value system. Someone might do it to me. I'm not going to do it back. Or I'm going to try really hard to not do it back. So if you notice that someone's cheating, your argument would be, to, like, how do you hold this person accountable? Rather than cheating them, like, how do you hold them accountable instead? Right, because that's a loaded question. Because sure. there's different variations of the relationship that comes into play. There's different variations of who has the power in that situation. The ability that they have to retaliate to your claim of them cheating. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So if we're playing a game and we're on the same level and we there's no power difference. Yep. Me holding you accountable to that is probably a little bit easier. It takes practice. It takes knowing how to do that. But I think I can have the conversation of, hey, Ben. My expectation is that we play this game fairly. What I just observed was this. Can you help me understand what's going on? Right? You're more likely to respond well to that. Maybe. As opposed to, you're a cheater! Right. Correct. If I call you out on that, it's going to bring up a wall. It's going to make the situation unsafe. But if I say, hey, this is what I observed, and this is my expectation. Can you help me understand what's going on? It shows that I'm not making an assumption. I'm not using my perception of what's going on to tell this, my first story. I'm actually asking you for to understand. Yeah. I'm seeking to understand. Yeah. That works when there's not a power dynamic shift. Yeah. Or if there's not a major power dynamic shift. I would argue you can probably have that conversation with the supervisor if they're a trusting supervisor. You can have that conversation with someone that you're supervising or working with. But if there's a great dynamic shift, like... Being working. on the run in the Fire Nation, correct. Being in Versus clothing that's trying to, you know, there's they are literally trying to avoid being caught by any sort of authority figure because correct. Toph's not going to be able to call out the Fire Nation for acting poorly. Yes, right. She can't do that. She can't hold them accountable by herself. No. So that's a little bit different. Could she call out the Hustler? I don't know. I don't know if there's a there might be a perceived non-power dynamic shift, but there could be a massive power dynamic shift. She's a child. He's an adult. Yeah. He is a member of the Fire Nation. They are not. There's a lot of risk that comes in with holding him accountable that way. Yeah. Does that mean that you get to cheat him? I don't know. I don't know if it does. I would say no. Yeah, I would my, say live into your value system. That is my response as well. I do not think it's okay to cheat the cheater. While... It is accomplishing something that, like, it's teaching the cheater a lesson. What does that do to your moral compass? Because I think, I think every time that we allow ourselves to practice values 
like or to rather than to profess values and then not practice them in order to achieve a goal, we're still moving away from our moral compass, right? And so the goal is to always act in the way that we profess. And and I think that what we're seeing right here is, you know, ch- children who haven't grappled with this yet. Right. And they don't have the language or the understanding. They are not, their values are not transparent to themselves. Kasaka and Anger on board. Yeah, oh, like, totally. They're, they're in it. Absolutely. Well, and, until, right, Katara calls them out on it and Aang's like, I solemnly swear on my avatar promise that this won't happen again. Right? Yeah. And then it keeps happening. And it's interesting because I think when we are unaware of our own moral compass and we, when we have not done the personal work to know where our values lie, we are unable to make decisions based on values. So we have to make those things a little bit more transparent. We have to become more aware. You have to do the work to do that. Yes. There are resources out there. Well, and we talk about this all the time. This is a running theme in this podcast of like, we have to become more aware in order to do good. Yes. Education around how we react to things, our emotional literature, our racial literature. If you know better, you do better. Yes. You have to know better. You have to go out and search for that. Yes. So what we're seeing here is, is unexperienced kids that, haven't done the work yet we know their value system is good but feeling justified or like you're bringing justice to a situation by cheating the cheater not one that we're saying is living into your value system. what i'm saying is that's a i'm saying that's a childish response i'm yeah. like i'm gonna be real like that's me being blunt about it but like cheating a cheater is a is a frankly a childish response to seeing cheating the upstander i think instead will again absent of a power dynamic struggle will call that out and say hey this is what's happening and i can't condone this and i'm going to warn people who are playing this game because it's not acceptable yeah. right but again you're so so right to lift up the the power dynamics series there because it completely drastically affects well, and, and the response. One of the other things I wrote down in this episode is you have a gang that is not being transparent with who they are, right? They are not being clear with who, their identities right now. And that is a safety measure. Yes. It would be unsafe and unwise for them to reveal who they really are at this point. And so I'm not going to, that's where it's like, we've talked about how honesty is not necessarily a, good or bad thing sometimes it is necessary to be dishonest sometimes it is necessary for as a safety measure to keep your identity yes hidden we wish that wasn't the case in the fire nation we wish there was balance but we have to understand that they're not being transparent in that moment and i think that's important yeah okay so uh, i'm curious then like it about let's transition a little bit to thinking about this this idea of cheating and that Toph is using her bending as a way in a form of cheating. Yes. Because I feel like that's important to lift up because the people that she is cheat, the people that that's right. People she is cheating have are one, assuming she's not an earthbender one. Yeah, exactly. So there's an assumption of ability, but it's, it seems like all of these, these games in a way are, are ableist, Right, he's ta- not only is he taking advantage of of Toph, but he's taking advantage of what appears to be a blind child. 
Yes. <laughs> in a visual game, right? And she completely takes advantage of the fact that he doesn't realize that she can see. But I think that is a really important thing to note as well, that her privilege as a bender grants her the capacity to cheat non-benders in a way that they have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. Because one, they don't expect an earthbender to be in the Fire Nation. And two, earthbending is like probably foreign to these people because they probably haven't traveled outside the Fire Nation. Correct. Right? Yeah. So We realize that, especially uh, in other episodes, the one uh, just previous to this, that traveling outside of your nation is, is not something that happens very often. The Avatar seems to be one of the few people that gets to do it consistently. You're right there. Yeah, <laughs> had a little had a little burp. It was a weird moment. <laughs> Excuse me. You're excused. I can fix it in post. Yeah, but he's Max, not, he's if not you don't fix, do he's it, not going to fix it in post. And you're okay. Yeah, I didn't say I will. <laughs> he just said he could. Okay. Watch, I'll just say consistently now, so he has a clean consistently to just easily edit in and edit all of this out and it will still be in there when this airs watch consistently thank you yep but he's gonna do nothing with like that we're just gonna hear that whole thread through this if we don't i'll be really impressed so going back to my original pause it he cares very little about whether or not you're impressed going back to the original pause it like what is your response to using bending privilege as a form of scamming people. Because mine, I, Spider-Man comes to mind for me. With great power comes great responsibility. And I don't know that that has just, I, don't, I just don't know if that's been developed yet. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is to that. Because I think for me it's, It's it's a tough topic to talk about when it comes to privilege. Yeah. And I think it's definitely worth having the conversation because Toph has grown up in the Earth Kingdom in safety with bending in a safe portion of the Earth Kingdom. And now she's in the Fire Nation bending. And I wonder if there is a almost dehumanization that is taking place in her mind of these are Fire Nation people. So who cares? Who cares? Right. And I think we've talked about it that how many dissenters are in the Fire Nation, right? Yes. How many of those people do not uphold the ideals of Lord Ozai? That came up in a Facebook conversation mm-hmm. with Bending Not Breaking just recently. And so is her view of the Fire Nation allowing her to, to skirt her own morals to feel justified in doing it? I think that it's wrong. I think the scamming is wrong. Um and so I think the bending to scam is also wrong. Does does it make it worse that she's using bending rather than if she weren't? I would argue that you need to use your privilege for good. <laughs> I right? agree. So right? she's, she's not. So I would say it's it's worse. Interesting. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm if you are listening and you have a, a thought on this clearly which i'm sure you probably do yeah like please feel free to send that in we would in fact like please do not just feel free but like we, we want to hear your thoughts on this as well absolutely um there is a moment when it came to transmario that 
Transparency. Excuse me? Transperio? Transperio, because I was about to say Flamio. Hotman. Flamio Hotman. Well, he says Flamio Toph when she wins, which I was like, Toph does not seem like a Fire Nation name, and it's probably one you shouldn't call her. And so it seemed like, a, I don't know if it was a lapse in Aang's judgment or if that was just, but it seemed weird to me that he would say Flamio Toph in a world where they're trying to be undiscovered. Especially after having realized that uh, Pian Dao knew exactly who Sokka was based off and of his And who Aang was, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, that's, uh, so I didn't that, even think about that. that. Was, it was just, it happened off, and it was one of those things where it's kind of like, that seems like that's too transparent. That's what kind of what triggered the, you shouldn't be saying your, your name right now. Interesting. That's a neat, I didn't think about that. That's really cool. I so, like that a lot. The other big moment for me that I want to touch on is this understanding of being clear being honest without compassion is cruel. And I say that because of the moment where Toph lays into Katara. She is saying things and being very clear with what she's saying about the way that Katara engages with the group. And she's not necessarily wrong. But there is a whole lack of compassion there in that moment. And I think that that was cruel. Yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting because the people that we love the most are the ones that we have the greatest capacity to hurt because... Yes, absolutely. Be, because of that relationship. Because of how close you are, you've likely been more vulnerable with that person. Precisely. You know the buttons You know the push. triggers, yeah. right? And that's why like, there's a, a lot of research on sibling dynamics out there. And uh, a, a study I read up on was really neat because it it's... Sibling relationships are relationships that there isn't anything else like it. And uh, siblings have a, the greatest capacity to know exactly what hurts because you grow up seeing people like looking in the mirror and like having acne and then crying over it and then uh, coming home from a bad date. And like you just know exactly what hurts and exactly what buttons to push yeah. to ruin someone's day. And when we get hurt, we are more likely to hurt people that are near us, right? We're, and I, I want to expand upon that a little bit of just this understanding of how trauma, how pain manifests itself to come through and transfer itself from each participant that's receiving it. Like the data shows, if you've been abused, you are more likely to abuse. If you've gone through Which trauma, is counterintuitive. Correct. Right? But it's, it's because that's what, I, I wonder, again, this is just based off of my limited knowledge, is that just because that's what you're learning? That's the behavior that you are learning from people that you are supposed to be looking up to as how to navigate situations, how to deal with struggles is this, is this way. And so... Are we more likely to hurt people when they hurt us? Is it a is it to grab power back? Is it because that's how we know how to respond? Because that's what we're seeing and learning and experiencing. But the data shows that that happens on almost every level of trauma and pain. And so I think that that's important to highlight, not just in these moments of like when someone says something mean to me, I'm I'm likely to do it back. But that's a trend between all behaviors. Well, and just to continue the thought. When people are taking advantage of that vulnerability between close relationships, if you do that too much, you you lose the relationship. Absolutely. And there's this there's a, we've talked about this before, but I I don't necessarily believe in the idea of unconditional love. I which people get heated over, right? 
Well, but like, oh, fam, like blood. People are blood. I can't. Like, they're my family. There's nothing I can do about it. And I disagree. You have ample things that you can do. The problem is we don't like we we are so struck by this cultural narrative that we that family is is the end all be all. And I just think that's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. I think the definition of family can change drastically. Yeah, my family. Like, I, I love the idea that family, you be there for your family. Be, be there for people, right? But be there for your family. But you get to kind of choose your family. Yes. Um, absolutely. Create a family that's loving and supporting and choose those people to be a part of. And so maybe family is not the word that you use for it, but... Well, and I, and I think what that is, other. and I think what that is, is we, we are so attached to this concept and this is, again, I'm not an expert, but I think we are so attached to this idea of unconditional love because we feel like I, we're in scarcity. We feel like love is not abundant and therefore it is a limited thing and we have to take it where we can get it. And if this is all like, we accept the love we think we deserve. It's not right? pie. It's not pizza. It's not pie. It's not something where you take the pieces and then it's gone. It's, it is there to be cultivated between individuals and between relationships. And the more you give, the more you have. Yes. Yes, yes, so give yes. give more. Yes, yes, yes. And do that by listening to people who are in pain. And do that by talking to your friends. Yes. And do that by building relationships. Yes. And you know what? That happens in this episode. It, it, I want more of it. I do. I want, <laughs> I want more. The moment where uh, Toph gives all of that, uh, gives all of that talk about how she really feels about Katara, and then immediately turns to Sokka and says, "You better not tell her any of this." But and I, I'm like, I, "You tell her. You, you tell her, Toph. <laughs> <laughs> tell her that." Yes. Like, and it, again, the uh, I love Perks of Being Wildfire. We've referenced this before, but Emma Watson's character, Sam, like at the end, delivers this message of like, "You can't hold love inside. You have to do something. You have to hold my hand. You have to ask me out. You have to dance with me. You have it's to an do, action. It's an action. You have to tell people that they matter. Yes, y'all. Let's like, let's just pause. This you have is, to tell people that they're not alone. This is the end of the episode. This is the only message we're going to deliver. It's love people." <laughs> Tell people that you love them. Go right now. Pause the episode. We'll go, we'll wait for you, and go tell somebody that you love them. But really, that's one like that's, be transparent. It is, it is such an important. Thing Don't hide to it do. behind a cloud. I, I always I love those moments of, hey, write a letter to someone that you need to tell that you love them and give it to them. Like yes. write a thank you note. Because I don't often give myself permission to do those things, but the moment that I do, one, it means so much to them when you let them know that they mean something to you. And it's good and, for us. And how much of this conversation would have changed if there wasn't a fear of, does Katara feel like she needs to prove herself as fun and loving and caring by doing this this scheme yeah. that almost gets them killed? It does. And had they just been transparent with each other about how much they actually care about each other, would that have been completely unnecessary? Yeah. You know, there, there's a, I'm, what's the statistic is something around, I, I'm making this up, but it's really close to this. Something along the lines of like 90% of our body language is communicated not through speaking, but through our body. Correct. Right? Or, I said body language. Our, that's our a, communication I agree with, is I communicated agree with that made up stat. But like, but I'm pretty sure that's close to what it is. But Max, Google it. But I need yeah. you to be our researcher too. This is where I'll put in like a typing sound effect. Cool, cool. Yeah. 
uh-huh. in Mo- post. Moral of the story is body language is a major factor of communication, but not only body language, I think our actions speak 93%. louder. 93%. I was close. Yeah. So where's that statistic from? Just I, for that, the, Google. Okay. <laughs> good, good talk with all the fake news in the world. Anyway, moral of the story is I'm pretty sure I've read a credible article that says it's really high. So with that in mind, it's it's important to realize that not just our body language, but our actions and what we say and do make a big impact in communication as well. It looks like, uh-oh, there's so many ads that pop up when you go on websites. Always a good sign when you're doing a research. Yeah, yeah. that's not what you want. So again, this, so it's, uh, the, the breakdown looks to be 7% is based off of your words. That is correct. However, tone of voice, volume, rate of speech, vocal pitch, facial expressions, hand gestures, posture, all that stuff creates the other 93%. So like tone of voice and how you say the words is equally important. So what I'm arguing is that in addition to all of that and those statistics is that behavior is communication. Behavior is a form of, of communication. And the problem is... Behavior isn't often transparent. Max, add some snapping sound effects. Yes. But but behavior is just, it's not transparent, right? And, and what happens is how do we begin to observe behavior as a form of communication? Because right now what's happening is they are reacting to one another rather than look looking beneath the surface a little bit and looking like going around the clouded veil and looking to see what the clearer picture behind it right and katara starts to do this toff at one point was like i left they are they're arguing about why toff left and then katara starts to like make a connection in her mind that says oh this is about your parents oh and you see toff starting to get defensive and later on you say no you were right this is what i was mad about but in the moment she's not willing to admit that yeah we bow up and the problem is there's there's two aspects to this are we are neurobiologically wired to get dopamine and Sarah, like all the good endorphins when we connect stories in our brain, even if they aren't true. So if we come to a conclusion and we make connections in our brain where we're able to tell a full narrative, our brain rewards us. So we're like, why did this happen? And then we get to like, oh, Toph did this because of her mom. Our brain rewards us. Even Haha, you smarty pants, give e- yourself some dopamine. Exactly. Even if our narrative is wrong, which I think is also dangerous, right? Because it contributes yes. to the idea of per- perception being reality. And we're, I'm, we talked about this last episode, but perception as a reality is dangerous. And this is really interesting because what happens is this story happens. We tell ourselves that story. We assume what's going on. We make that connection. Our brain rewards us. And then we start to make implicit calls and our biases play into those stories. In this case, she was right. Katara was right, right? Mm -hmm. She was able to use that inference and her, you know, uh, what's what's the word? Um, Inductive skills to... Deductive reasoning. Yes, to come up with this theory that happened to be right, and Toph admits it, but behavior is not often this transparent, and it wasn't to me because Katara had to illuminate it. So I just tell me about what, what, how do you react to all of that? So part of it, 
you, you see people kind of go into that fight or flight, right? And so I think you see a lot of the fight. And I think you see that now. When people think it's a an attack on character, you see them fight. You see them get defensive. And so I think part of it is how do we give feedback? How do we make those connections? How do we hold people accountable to our expectations, make, making sure our expectations are clear, but doing it in a way that is not an attack on moral character, but an attack on the behaviors? That being said... It might be moral character. Yeah. But if we're doing our best of assuming the best that we can and being giving the most generous assumption, we need to be attacking the behaviors and, and bringing people to that. So that's my, my theory, is that in order to combat a lack of transparency, we need to bring the hypothesis of generosity back into play. Yes. Right? That's how we, you make the best story. That's how you make the best first draft. Yeah, it's exactly, right? Our well, and that's like our first draft is right, wrong, whatever. That person's a but jerk we don't for cutting know. me off on traffic. Yeah. Versus how much more empathetic we are if we're maybe they're on their way to the hospital. Yes. Yes. And how immediately that takes you from level 10 anger to level 6 anger. You might not be happy that they cut you off. Well, and we see them yelling and screaming at each other throughout this episode, and we realize that this is just, like, they're lost in translation because everything that they're communicating is clouded behind, one, their inability to articulate their ideas and thoughts, which is clouding the transparency and making it not transparent, but also what we were just talking about, right? That There's a lack of hypothesis of generosity. There's a lack of benefit of the doubt, right? Yes. It's just... It's tough. There's a lot there. Yep. And I'm going to bring up even more. Oh, good. I'll start with one that is not important. There's a lot of unimportant ones in here. <laughs> Shouldn't Toph be able to bend wood? You know, actually, I wrote this down. Instead of writing that, though, I wrote, isn't there earth underneath the wood? Or around it? Or near it? Right. Because like you couldn't have... We've seen you... You know, you even mentioned before, like, you could bend earth to act as a wedge. Yeah. To, like, break something open. But wood is earth. So, like... Is it? We see... I guess we see uh, Hugh bend water, water vines. But I would argue that earth is wood, or wood is earth. I would not. I don't think I buy into that one. Because it comes from the earth. Yeah, I think it comes from the earth. I don't think it is earth. Interesting. Maybe they can't bend to wood. I don't think so. But I, I think you should. That's that's where I stand right now. You should be able to bend I bet wood. our listeners will disagree. That's where I'm Now at. that I think about it more, it makes sense that you can't, but I, <laughs> I'm still... <laughs> this is a hill I am willing to at least fight on, not is die it? on. I said fight on. Oh, not, not willing. I am willing to stop fighting on this hill and pleasantly walk off. Now the the other one, the other one which was important, is no is no longer in my head. I should have I should have started with the first one. You know what a funny one I think is that I wrote down. Ah, uh, no, got it. Okay, uh, darn it, mine was funny. Hold on, mine's first. So I'm a loud again. a loud sneak attack is a bit too transparent. Yes, Sokka. Yeah, Sokka should not be that transparent. That's what I'm saying. All right, what's yours? I think that the, there's two moments that get played as a joke, and I think it's important to highlight. Okay. Sokka comes back and shows Toph 
her wanted sign and says, look at this. Oh, it does happen twice. And yes. she goes, "I." it sounds like paper, but I'm assuming you are talking about what is on the paper, which I cannot see. Yes. Katara does it. And Toph says, what is wrong with y'all? I am blind. Why do you keep doing this? And I think that that's actually pretty important. And it gets played for humor, but I think it's important. If you hear or obtain knowledge or learn something and you forget or make a mistake one time, two times, it's fine as long as you are genuinely trying to fix that mistake. But if you keep making that mistake over and over again, it is not okay. You know what this reminds me of? Please tell me. Gender pronouns. Yes. I mean, right? Yes. Like, if someone tells us that they prefer to be identified using male or female or non-binary pronouns and we don't we're it, it's a that's an issue of it's disrespectful right it is disrespectful it's an act it's like it's i'm it's an act of like it's violent in a way that's a, it's a form of abuse in a way i i attribute it to black lives matter well if in, you are if you are being told that someone is in pain over and over again and you are seeing it over and over again and you're hearing stories from 2016 that act and sound like they could be played today. Or you hear stories of 2010 and act like and sound like they could be played today. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. No, you're... Yes. And so I think that that point gets played as a joke. And it's funny. It makes us laugh. And it's not okay. You know what I, we haven't really done yet? Y'all, this is... Uh, we have very much laid out our opinion on Black Lives Matter. We have, like, it's Pride Month. We're recording this during Pride Month. Correct. It's, this will not air during Pride Month. Correct. But, but y'all, we are, we have made it clear, I think, but we want to be explicit. Like, it's important for us to make sure that everybody feels like they are a part of the human, uh, like, that everyone Existence? is human. Existence. That no one is dehumanized. And everyone who is in the LBGTQIA, all of the letters, whichever acronym you prefer like we believe in human dignity and we believe everyone is a part of that human dignity so when someone tells you they don't feel that way don't ignore it yes and i think that's you see that in this moment i am blind that is not something that i can do she gets mad at it the second time stop doing it and so i think that that's important to lift up so can, can i be potentially problematic yeah about that moment yeah so the first time, I think she genuinely doesn't know what's on the page. She doesn't. I think the second time she does. Right. How does that play into this conversation? That, that, that like, does, does that make sense as a question? Like, I think that, how does it play that, uh, like, is she perpetuating that narrative by, by playing into that question that way? Tell I, me, like, I, tell me about that. I think she knows. And she knows what she's doing is wrong at this point, or or she hasn't figured it out yet. But in that moment, I don't think that still changes the delivery method, right? Like, all lives matter. I get what you're trying to say, but now it's hurtful. So, like, I still understand you. I still understand what you mean, but I'm also telling you that the way that you did it is hurtful. Yes. And so I think that it doesn't negate the behavior. Well, I, I agree, and I think that's the important part. Because I think a lot of times uh, white people get mad at people of color, B-I-P-O-C, black, indigenous, people of color, etc. 
uh, when we feel as though like, oh, you, but you're being racist and that, but those two things do not cancel each other out, right? Two bad deeds does not make one bad deed okay, right? And so just the fact that BIPOC, anyone can be racist, right? But just because someone else is being racist doesn't make it so that you can be racist, right? We have to be actively anti-racist, right? Like, does that make sense? Am I drawing? Does it that does. conclusion I, make I sense? I disagree with the tell, concept. Okay, tell me. I think anyone can be prejudiced. I think you can show prejudice towards anyone for their traits and, and the person that they are. Okay. I think when it is racism, it is strictly engaged in the powers at B that are creating a system of racism. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. So it is tough. If, if a person of color is prejudiced towards you, they are still not uplifting the system that is racist that is taking them down. I and hear so that, it is, it but is I also not racism. So I hear, I hear that. I think I'm referencing Ibram X. Kendi's, uh, how to be anti-racist okay. when I say this. His definition of of racism is anyone through action or inaction is uh, perpetuating a racial system. And I think anyone can do that. Fair. And anti-racist is actually actively working against it. And so I I'm think I'm playing into that definition. Does that make sense? Yes, I was using Beverly Tatum's definition, but yes. And, and that two, lifts up two, two really things. important things, right? And the fact that we are able to have this conversation and work through this together and work through this in a way where our, the people who are listening to this can also hear that we, we don't know. We're working to wi- find out. That's the reality is we don't know and we're going to continue to work to learn and exactly. do the best we can. We're going to mess up. I might have just messed up. And I might have just messed up. And we're going to keep working. And we're going to keep working. Because things, frankly, are not as transparent as they should be. Correct. And we have to work to make things a little bit more transparent. If this seems like it's been a heated episode, it has been. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's important. I think there's processing happening, and I think that that conversation is important. Absolutely. So any other thing else in this episode that we need to talk about before we kind of move on to a practice and to our gratitude? Let me check my notes. Check my notes. Um... Mm, we really didn't talk about combustion man but i think the only thing that i'm like sparky sparky boom man yeah yeah yeah. i think i was confused at first at how did how did the guard know like oh this is who you were looking for he doesn't ever speak and so does he write things down is he uh, we never hear him speak correct we but we also never hear please speak in legend of Korra. it makes us makes it really seem like speaking is something that is not what people with this ability do and so well, you might be right. Maybe they do, but yeah, we I never see it happen. I so I think he writes. That's my that's my theory. Sure. I think he's an eloquent writer. Maybe he's a beautiful writer. Right? Maybe he's a poet. A murderous poet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's how he... What's the most generous assumption you got for Combustion Man? A, a poet. A lot of pain. Yeah, like, and he has to express it, and especially he has to translate the things that he does into uh, creativity, and that's how he does it, through through poetry. All right, well, anything else? We'll take a quick break, and then we will come right back with our practice and our gratitude and our devotion. Yeah, before we go, I just want to thank our uh, wonderful Patreon participant that gave us this lens. Uh, thank you so much for giving us this awesome chance to have this conversation. It was very fulfilling and lots of challenging conversation that uh, I think was really helpful. 
So thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for indulging our short break. We are coming back to talk about a quick practice to become a little bit more purposeful about our uh, watching of Avatar The Last Airbender. And then we're going to have our devotion, and then we're going to have a nice little moment of gratitude. Gratitude! Gratitude! I love it. Yeah, it's more than just an attitude. It's an action, right? Oh, that oh. was a little, that was a little fun. Yeah, that was fun. So uh, for our, we're changing it up this time. We're going into a lectio, and so again, this is traditionally a Christian practice, but we are adapting it to a very non secular or a very sorry, a very secular <laughs> uh, practice in terms of what can we learn from a random line in the show. Yeah, right. And so just a reminder, that's a four step practice, and we'll 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 go through and teach those as we go. Great. So the the line that randomly picked up on the Avatar transcript of this episode, as I scrolled and then randomly stopped, I landed on this episode or this. Oh my god, I lost it. Uh, this line. Okay, here it is. You act like you hate them, but you don't. Mm. What is literally happening? Yeah, you act like you hate them, but you don't. This is Katara talking to Toph about her parents. That is, ex yeah, boom. So step one is what is literally happening. So, like, Katara and Toph are arguing about uh, why Toph is scamming the group, and Katara is uncomfortable about it, and she's just laying into her, and then it turns into this conversation about her parents. And uh, she says, you act like you hate them, but you don't. You nailed it. Step one, done. I'm so good at Lectio Divina. No big deal or anything. So step two is allegory. And so what does this uh, line remind us of in the rest of the series? What does this remind us of in other media as well? So we can pull in from like Harry Potter, uh, Legend of Korra, Lord of the Rings, uh, any movies that you like. It's um, like, what does this line remind you of allegorically? It makes me think of guilty pleasures, which I don't necessarily believe as of like guilty pleasures. Tell me more about that. You're pretending to not like a song that you like because you're afraid of what other people might think of you for liking that song. But in private, you love it and you yeah. watch it. So I'm a big fan of like, if you love it. the song, just love the song. Yeah. Right. If you like it, just like it. Which, but I understand that that's not always. Yeah. I would say easy. my guilty pleasure is like Survivor. But oh, also nothing guilty about that. I like, yeah, I don't necessarily feel guilty, but if I were to describe it to somebody that I'm just, I don't know very well, I'd be like, yeah, I kind of have a guilty pleasure of liking survivor. Yeah. I would have, I felt that way about legally blonde for the longest time. Yeah. Legally blonde is great. Um, yeah, there's nothing guilty about that. I love that movie. Yeah. It's so love good. Elle Woods. Love Elle Woods. The musical's even better. I love the musical. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it made me think of is just people having a guilty pleasure. Yeah, so just a reminder of the line, you act like you hate them, but you don't. Right. So that that's interesting. So guilty pleasures of like acting well, like and we... And I, I think that sometimes we use guilty pleasures as a way to fit in. Yeah. Like that's, that's I think, where that's it's a the great issue. Point. Is that like we use guilty pleasures or this, um, you know the you know the word I'm trying to think of, uh, this mutual hatred uh, so we can connect with people, but it's not a real connection, right? Oh, ca uh, common enemy intimacy. intimacy. Thank you. Yes, common mm. enemy intimacy. 
this thing of I you hate them, so I'm gonna hate them too. Yeah. Um, so that I can fit in with you. And the reality is like that doesn't create a real connection. Well, you know, that really makes me feel that's so interesting because like Toph this is so not a real connection. This argument that they're living in right now is them being disconnected, right? And yeah. then you lift this up and it's like you act like you hate them, but you don't. If you just said, like, if you just were living in this real moment and you got vulnerable with me, we, would, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It would be hard. It would be a tough conversation, but it would be very different. Yeah, but you also have to set – Qatar didn't set a good container for Oh, that's that. not a safe container at all, but <laughs> like it's – so, But like that's what I'm saying. It's like, tough to be vulnerable when someone's screaming at you in that way or hitting you with a waterfall or whatever 100% not blaming Toph at all. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's something to consider. Like when, when there is that lack of transparency, if you will, Yes. I wonder if – leaning into that vulnerability and not leaning on common common enemy intimacy could could help us. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to step three. Let's do it. So step three is what does this remind us of in our own lives? Uh, my, so not just allegory really from it. fiction, but yeah. like now like about our own lives. How does this uh, play into um, the things I that kind of jump to happening? step three, not yeah. step two. Yeah, I, I keep the same answer for step three. Yeah, that I because I gave that for step two on accident. Yeah, so that that happened. Uh, thinking about now, I got to think of something allegorically. Or yeah, it's gonna bother let's, me. Let's do allegorical. Let's 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 go there. Yeah, because I cheated. Yeah, that's okay. It's not perfect. We're not perfect. Progress, not perfection. That's right. So um, yeah, allegorically, what comes up? So like, what other? Uh, areas of fiction or TV shows or, I mean, we talked a little bit about like uh, Legally Blonde, but uh, that was under the context of a, a guilty pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. Can you think of other characters that would say something al- along these lines? You act like you don't hate them or you act like you hate them, but you don't. Oh, it, it does make me think of Mean Girls. Tell me more. Um, the way that Katie Heron treats her friends oh that's so true yeah in order to fit the way in that she right again the plastics, it's fitting right? in the same thing trying to fit in yeah so it comes to a mind where it's like you act like you hate them but you're actually one of them is kind of where um yeah that's oh a max what's allegory. her name why can't i think of her regina, regina george no katie katie's friend uh janice 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 ian janice janice ian thank you yeah, that makes me think of Janice Ian. There's my allegorical, uh, allegorical connection. I am doing well. Nailed it. Yeah, well, and I think it's a great one. Two and a half out of three. Yeah, that's sure, sure. That's sure, my sure. grade. Yeah. So anyway, step four is what are we feeling called to do based off of this? Like, what is this line in this conversation inspiring us to do? Like, what is this? What is the action that this is calling us to take? It's to me. It's still the give the most generous assumption that you can give, right? And so, um, and that's referring to the you act like you hate them, but you don't. Why do we hate people? And w- yeah. what is what is the connection? And what is the most generous assumption that we can give? And how do we work from there? You know, for me, it's 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 less about the generous assumption and more about don't pretend like I hate people, like. Think I need to I need to start thinking about when I feel pressured to not like somebody because those are the moments where that needs to be a sign for me that I am acting out of my values in order to try and fit in rather than just be me and belong. Right? Yeah. 
And that's, that's something that I want to do is I want to take, take note of what I don't like and then like question it. Do I really not like this or am I saying this in order to be a part of something that I'm not? Right? Are you living outside of your values? Am I system? living outside of my values? No. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's our lectio, y'all. We may have done it imperfectly, but I think it was a pretty. I think it was a good conversation. Still, absolutely. Again, progress, not perfection. And you can do this on your own with anything. With anything, right? So let's jump into our devotion because we're running we're running short on time. All right. The element is water. Looking at transparency. Water. What do you want to do this week? Water. Trans. You know, I think about water being transparent when it is most transparent. I think when it is in its liquid state, because when it's in like when it's in a steam form, it's kind of hard to see through the steam. Uh, when it's, I guess when it's in gas, it's you can see through it. But like, yeah, but when it's a solid, when it's ice, it's very it, it's very difficult to it see. It can through. be very difficult to see through it, depending on if it's contaminated or not. And so I think about like, what can I do to become more transparent in terms of my water how can i make sure that like the the things that are swirling around within me right the dust particles the dirt the um detritus that has been up and down the river that it like you know what i'm talking about so like i think about a clear stream that is really just beautifully clear or the ocean that is just really beautifully clear and then i think about this mud puddle that is just gross and hard to see through and i think about why and i think about what makes it what purifies that so for, for me, I, I want to uh, think about what are the filters that help me become more transparent rather than the filters that block my transparency. Because I constantly operate with a filter. And oftentimes I've been called uh, an enigma or people don't understand me or I hide my emotions. And I, I think I really need to start questioning my filters because that's not my goal. My goal isn't to be an enigma or to be... I want to be transparent and I want to be real and I want to be authentic. And I think I just need to reflect on my filters uh, and think about what are the filters that will help me be me more. Right. Yeah. Mine's going to be a little bit more simple and a little bit more tangible. That's that's probably better. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take a note out of Toff's book. I'm going to write a letter to someone that I care about and and tell them that I'm going to do that. Um, I love that Toph did that. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. That's my that's my weekly goal this week to to share some gratitude, to share some caring, to put a little love into this world so that there's a little bit more love there. And that's our challenge to our listeners too. I think that's like that's it's possible and tangible and frankly it's easy to 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 write something down. And it may not be easy to give it to the person, but like take some time. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a heart three by five out. card. Yeah. Like that, that small action makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Um, and, and to go into the gratitude, Toff is my gratitude All for right. the same reason. I, I, I love that she was able to do that by the end of it. I love that she was able to admit that she was wrong. Um, and to keep learning. And I strived to do that and struggle with that every day. Um, and so I think for me, that's a, I want to lift her up for that. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. So tough. That's mine. That's awesome. So for me, I am so grateful for for Ang and Ang in this episode makes mistakes. He uh, makes promises he doesn't keep. He says things that aren't true, and he learns and grows and. 
he isn't necessarily called out for this. It's more all of the targeting from Katara comes comes from comes for Toph, but but I think Aang sees this and through Katara's actions is able to grow, even though it's not directed at him. And I think that's beautiful. I think that being able to grow and develop and learn, even when it's not you on the line, is something that we all need to do more of is um see the see the things that are going on around us and and learn and i think ang is a a beautiful example of that absolutely so i'm really grateful for it let's learn yeah y'all let's learn i've been i've been learning for 30 years got some stuff to unlearn got some more stuff to learn (laughs) but i gotta keep learning unlearning is just as important as learning um but learn all right y'all all right that's it filled episode if you liked it support us on patreon we'd love that i got more out of this episode by talking about it so thank you for that ben yeah thank you sunshine max thank you for all the work that you do here and in post yeah i'm excited to hear all those sound effects that we we talked about Mm -hmm. so um and if again if y'all have anything that you'd like to add bnb underscore pod for twitter and instagram bending not breaking on facebook And I am Sunshine Mayfield. This has been Pruitt. And this has been Bending Not Breaking. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.